Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. It's here in the House Call community where we have created an inviting space for you to hear individuals' health stories, gain healthcare providers and other experts' perspectives. It is our mission that with the knowledge you gain here, you will be able to connect your own health dots and begin to experience whole person care. So, let's get started. Let's sit down. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Hey, House Call community. In looking forward in the calendar, you know, we sat down and we were wondering, what could we bring to the community? And so, we thought about something that we hear so much about, but it's in so many different pieces. You know how I talk about that medicine is so good at dismembering the body? We have the neurologist for the head. We have a cardiologist for the heart. We have an endocrinologist for our endocrine system. We have a a nephrologist for our kidneys. You know, we have an ophthalmologist for our eyes. We have a urologist for our urinary tract systems and the male sexual organ systems. We have a gynecologist for women's health and for women's sexual organ systems. You know, we have, um, we have the podiatrist for our feet. And it seems as if we have so many different areas. We have subspecialties of the specialties and we have fellows of, the, of, of subspecialties. I mean, we have so many specialized medical areas. And don't get me wrong, we need these areas because technology and medicine is changing and we're discovering so much and there's so much information. The volume of medical information is so vast that we need these different specialties to be able to keep up with what's going on and how things are changing and how we should treat and be able to offer treatment options. One thing I feel that we have forgotten in the medical community and as those that that are clients or patients of the medical community is that we are one body. We need to reconnect all of our systems back to one place and understand that just because I cannot give a diagnosis for the cardiology side does not mean that this particular symptomatology is not affecting the whole body. And I'm not saying that we have to all become generalists or family practitioners and understand the pathophysiology of the entire system from our various different specialties. What I am challenging us on a whole is to acknowledge that there can be symptomatology that shows up in one place. And just because I can't give it a name it really does need to be looked at and we need to pull it all together and look at a whole person. And this is what I feel has happened with diabetes. We have become so, such experts in our little areas of how diabetes affects 
certain systems that we haven't taken a time to step back and pull it all together and look at a whole person. And that's what we're going to do in this series. So we're going to talk about how 29.1 million Americans have diabetes. We're going to talk about the 20.1 million that are diagnosed, but the 8.1 undiagnosed that kind of get caught maybe at a health fair or some type of screening or get caught by, like Dr. Story will tell you, by their podiatrist because their initial presenting symptom is in a system that's totally not thought of, of being affected until the later stages of diabetes. We're going to talk about how there's no longer juvenile diabetes and adult onset diabetes, but that there's pediatric type 1 diabetes and pediatric type 2 diabetes because we are now in an epidemic where our children are being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes at a young age. So let's take a step and look at this. Type 1, pediatric type 1 diabetes is a Simp is a disease process that we believe occurs because there has been some type of infectious assault on the pancreas. And the pancreas can no longer produce insulin. These patients, and they can be diagnosed at any age, these patients, if they do not receive what we call exogenous insulin, which means insulin that they have to put inside their bodies, they will die. Because they will have too much sugar at any point in time in their body that can cause them to have a system shutdown. Pediatric type 2 diabetes is what used to be called type 2 diabetes, just plain type 2 diabetes, or adult onset diabetes, but it's finding its way in our pediatric population. I once heard a TED talk by a chef, Jamie, um, he's, he's a, a very um, prominent chef, Jamie Oliver, and he was talking about this generation will be the first generation to die possibly 10 years earlier than their parents. And it's because we have given them death in a spoon. It's because type 2 diabetes is developed because of how we eat. What we put in our bodies. And it's a combination of the choices we make and us holding those that produce our food accountable. There is sugar everywhere. And we have to be very aware of it. It's in the salad dressing. It's in the condiments. It's everywhere. We have to start making better choices and decisions. And so type 2 diabetes is when you overtax your pancreas too much. So the pancreas should put out insulin on a regular basis. It should be kind of a steady state is what we call it. But what we do, we tend to give our bodies these doses of foods, breakfast or lunch 
or dinner or we skip breakfast and then we wait and we have these big lunches or we may just have one meal and our body gets overtaxed. The pancreas is like, what what am I doing? What am I doing? What do I need to do? Oh my goodness, there's so much sugar out here. I need to keep putting out this insulin. I need to keep putting out this insulin and it gets overtaxed and then you can't put out enough insulin to take on the sugar load. So what happens with the excess sugar that's floating around in our bodies? It becomes very sticky and it sticks to our blood vessels and it sticks to the microscopic vessels that are down near our toes, that are down near our fingers, that are, that are down near our end organs like around our liver, around our heart, around our kidneys. And those little areas that become sticky where we have these stickiness in our arteries, we start producing more cholesterol. We start having more plaque buildup. We start shearing and messing up the blood vessels and we we start compromising the integrity of the blood vessels. And now you can't deliver the oxygen that needs to go to these end organs and tissues. Now you can't take away the toxicities and get them out of your system. And what's left with the rest of that sugar? It's then packaged up nice and neat and put off in our various systems in the liver and in the adipose tissue as fat. And because we're not moving and we're not exercising We're not using, we're not creating the amount of energy, the amount of kilocalories that are needed in order to burn the excess fat. And so for women, where does that usually go? Our hips, our abdomens. For men, it goes around our abdomens too. And now, and it also goes around our heart. You have fat deposits on the heart now. And the heart is now having to pump against these, against this excess fat. And also now you're having this pressure buildup in the vessels. And we're just creating a bad environment all around. So we want you to take this series We want you to go back and listen to this series. I want you to understand how diabetes, or as some people would call, and and I'm I'm chuckling because I identify with this coming from the South. We want you to understand how the sugar affects your body. And I'm taking time here because I'm preaching to myself. When I have that stressed out day, because now food is associated with rewards. Now we are now addicted to sugar. And now because I have a bad day and I now associate a reward system with going and getting a couple of donuts or drinking a soda, or I just need to feel better, I then go make bad decisions. But I need to remember that our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made and that our fuel sources need to come from the right sources. And so take this opportunity to understand how diabetes affects our eyes, how diabetes affects our hearts, how diabetes affects a family 
Take time to understand how diabetes affects our feet, our minds, and the whole person. Take the time to understand this and then start asking yourself some hard questions because it may be time for you, for us as a community, for us as a people of color, I'm talking to my folk now, to step out of our comfort zone and get some help, get some professional help. We need to understand too that our eating is also tied to sometimes some mental blocks, some mental, psychological, emotional things that we need to start unraveling. And it's time for us to go and get the professional help that we need. Okay, I think I've said enough. Y'all don't be mad at me because I'm talking to myself. So grab your pens and paper, grab your notebooks, be it electronic or old-fashioned. We got some great nuggets coming out at you. So let's sit down. Let's get started. Let's have this conversation. Let's connect all of these dots. Let's get some straight talk.